everybody we are back with an episode of the fortnite story this is actually our inaugural guest we have sticks joining us here to tell his story and how he got here within fortnite so what's going on sticks welcome what's going on thanks for having me of course of course you are the inaugural guest and i, I think how i want to start this out is obviously your name is sticks but does that just strictly come from being a controller player is there any other background to that name yeah there, there actually is a little background to it um it's actually it was like when i first started kind of you know getting into competitive and stuff i don't even remember um i you know i started on console ps4 i don't even remember like what my username was like it was one of those auto-generated ones and i would sometimes get in zone wars with like if you remember pros misfit sheep um elevate was in there snood was in there just like a bunch of the original fortnite pros i guess you could say okay i would sometimes like join off of my friends list because <laughs> i had one of them added and, and then they you know in game chat they're like oh this kid's nasty on the sticks and they all knew i played controller so i just made my name sticks from then on all right nice nice sure. so we're going from a console automated name to mm -hmm. then sticks and now you're kind of a figure within the scene uh you host scrims you've been doing this awesome i don't know exactly what to call it but like health and workout regiment that has inspired people i guess we'll start with that because that's one of the coolest things that i think you've done in my opinion is really take a focus on your health and document the whole thing on on twitter yeah. which has been really cool so well, what get you started on that um you know i've always i i the weird part about like i guess my whole weight loss thing is like when i look back at it now i'm like how did i gain weight that quick because right before fortnite you know i was playing i don't know if you know this but i played college baseball um i was always you know a, a semi-decent athlete in high school and stuff and as soon as i kind of like picked up fortnite like that's kind of when i gained all my weight so it's kind of like weird looking back at it now but because I got so big and I had so much previous knowledge of the gym and working out and kind of what to eat because, you know, we had a nutritionist in college and stuff, um, I figured that I have this platform. I might as well try and, you know, help motivate other people that are maybe in a similar boat than me where they gained a bunch of weight real quick and they don't know, like, how to take it off, where to take the first step. Um, and that's kind of, you know, how it got started. All right. Awesome. And you said you, you played ball. Where'd you play ball at? Uh, I actually played ball at Oakton Community College in Oakton. Illinois. Okay. What position? Oakton. I was a catcher. Catcher? Nice. Cat catcher in college, pitched in high school, um, and kind of just played all around the diamond in high school, too. Okay. I like that. Any cool stories from uh, playing baseball? Mm. Yeah, I do have one. There are a couple, actually, but I'll, I'll just narrow it down to one. Pro probably, like, my proudest moment as a baseball player um, in terms of, you know, just I, I whenever I played baseball, I was always that kid who just gave it 110% all the time. Like even if it was practice, I was always trying to win. Even if there like, you know, wasn't a I guess something to win in practice, I was always trying super hard. So that that's kind of like why I feel like this is my proudest moment. But I was in a game and are you are you pretty familiar with baseball? Yeah, I, I grew up playing. Alright, sweet. Wait, what did you play? I pitched. I'm left-handed, so I pitch first base and outfield. You're one of my favorite people then. <laughs> the Why homies. is that? Well, I don't know. I feel like a lot of lefties 
if they if they don't you know aren't the greatest hitters then they pitch and they turn into po's and i've met like a lot of really cool i guess pitcher onlys in my time playing baseball that was me my last two years of high school po yeah did you like it um i like to hit and like i don't think i was bad at it but my head coach basically just had a rule that pitchers wouldn't hit they'd focus purely on pitching it's kind of annoying, but it is what it is. I love playing baseball. It's one of my favorite times, just yeah. chilling with the boys. But anyway, totally back to your story. Fun. Okay, back to the story, picking up where I left off. Um, so I was in the game, and I was catching, and we were playing defense, obviously, and somebody hit like a foul ball. There's a runner on third. I go and catch. I, I don't know if I caught the baseball or if the first baseman caught it, but I'm pretty much by the first base dugout. And, you know, we're playing on a high school varsity field. So there, there's a couple feet between me and home plate. Quite the far run, you know, in the catcher's gear. And I saw that our third baseman, I, I don't know, I don't remember who was playing at the time, but they kind of fell asleep, right? And nobody's covering home after me or the first baseman caught the ball. And then he kind of just flipped it to me while okay. I was sprinting back home in full gear. I dove, beat the kid there, tagged him out, but his cleat, like he, he kind of, you, you know what the scorpion is? Like when you hit your head in the ground and your feet come over your head. Yeah. 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 So he head first slid and then his cleat actually, I took my mask off cause I caught a foul ball. His cleat actually ended up hitting me right in the forehead. Oh jeez. And it was, I mean, it wasn't like a crazy, you know, cut, but it was, they were thinking about like taking me to the hospital and stuff. My coach was freaking out, but I was like, I, you know, as I said, I was always that kid who always tried. So instead of going to the hospital, I kind of just like had the athletic trainer there, like just pretty much bandage it up. Oh my goodness. And then I was up to hit in the inning after and I ended up hitting the, I think it was a two run home run straight center, like Let's four, four ten, four twenty. Yeah. That was, that, that was probably my proudest moment. And I, I actually have a picture of that. I'll have to send it to you. Yeah. I'd love to see that. That's awesome. Yeah. You still have a, a bloody face when you're going up to bat there. <laughs> I definitely did. You know, oh they I, they did their best at cleaning it, but after it was like, whoa, that's actually a deep cut. Yeah, you could, well, because you have metal cleats getting hit in the face. It's not like yeah. a, a small thing. And I like, in you know, in the moment when you're playing something, you're not thinking like, oh, what if this guy's cleat comes in? It's just like it was a freak accident that happened. And it just it was crazy. Yeah. From my experience, catchers were some of my best friends growing up because I always mm-hmm. pitched. So you build that relationship and. Oh, we always have extra love for catchers in my heart. Very of course, it's, it's the same from catchers to pitchers, you know. Okay. Well, hopefully uh, that that helps the rest of this conversation go. We got that natural bond. Yeah. Um. Now you've been gaming for a while. Obviously, you're a professional Fortnite player, and you say you're washed, but I've been watching you play the the scrims recently, and you're pretty consistent in those first lobbies but i wanted to know like how did you go from a a, a pro- not a professional but a, a college baseball player to becoming now a professional fortnite player yeah no it's definitely uh definitely a weird story i feel like everyone's story you know coming to pro i don't think anybody really planned on it at least from the earlier stages they just were good enough at the game and saw an opportunity and took it and that's kind of what i did but I was, so I had a pretty good, I guess, freshman year in college baseball, and I was getting looked at by a couple D2s, um, one in South Carolina, one in Illinois, 
And, you know, I went to a junior college, so my, my, the goal, you know, of playing junior college baseball is to go play at typically a division two or division one school once you're done after your two years there. Right. And then, you know, you finish out your career if you're able to play at that next level, I guess. Um, so I was starting to get some looks and I took that off season and I honestly, like honest to God with you, I only slept about four hours a night. It was just constant working out, constant trying to get better at my craft, hitting, catching off, like catching balls off the machine school, like on top of it. And I definitely just like burnt myself out of baseball. And the only thing I found like really enjoyable and I was starting to get a, like kind of good at was Fortnite. So I started to play that a little bit more and, you know, we kind of had a little break before the spring season started from like, you know, um, the semester starting, I guess, from winter to spring. Yeah, winter to spring. Okay. Um, and I was like, I, I kind of like just quit. Like one day I was just like, dude, I can't do this anymore. And I remember telling my coach, I was like, I, I don't want to play this spring. Like, I'll let you know if I want to play in the fall, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I just need to focus on school and I kind of just want to, you know, live instead of just, it, it, it got to a point where it was like, it just felt like a full-time job and I didn't see a, I guess, like great reward at the end of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So the love for the game that you had kind of fell out. Definitely fell out. Okay. Definitely fell out. And, you know, maybe I was just blinded by overworking myself and, Maybe it was a you know pretty quick decision because I remember I I literally made the decision the night before and I talked to my parents about it. I'm like I'm done playing baseball like I'm just done, I can't do this anymore stuff like that. And then I call my coach in the morning like just the next day. So maybe you know maybe it was a pretty quick decision. But after that I kind of just started to I finished out that semester in school and then I ended up going to college for the year after kind of like while grinding Fortnite. But while I was kind of just going to school I didn't really have anything to do so. You know, I would play a bunch of video games with my friends and Fortnite kind of came up and we would just kind of like, you know, how you just, when Fortnite first came out, that initial feeling of just being addicted to it and wanting to just never get off. Like, have you ever seen that meme of uh, like the skeleton guy in the chair, like where we drop him, boys, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like, it's that addiction and I was definitely addicted to it and I ended up getting pretty good um, and this was at the time where who fishy actually if people don't know he's my brother um this is where he was starting to kind of get into fortnite with me and it was at that time i think it, there was like that initial winter royale um right at that time and we both played on ps4 at the time and we thought like we were good enough because we like i said we would always get like in those um zone wars with sheep and all of them right sometimes we would win some rounds so like we it was it was like a fantasy dream almost at, at the start and I think that's how, like, everyone kind of... But there was something about. to it. Like, if you're winning those games against pros, even if it's Zone Wars, like, there's something there, right? Yeah, yeah. No, there was definitely something there. We didn't know what it was, but we both kind of wanted to just start, you know, really improving, and that's when our grind really started. And he was still in high school at the time. Um, I He was a sophomore in high school, actually. I was a, you know, sophomore in college. And we just started to just play the game together. Like, I remember that Christmas, we got him a PS4 too, and we played it together. And we would spend, like, I, I would, I mean, I'm not even exaggerating, like 13, 14 hours of the day just playing Fortnite. Just 1v1ing each other. Oh, jeez. Yeah, Who's better so it, back then? Dude, at the start, I was better. I'm not kidding. Like, 
he'll say he was better, but I was definitely better <laughs> back then. He uh, he got really good when COVID happened, actually. Okay. So that's when that's because he was able to play more. You know, he didn't have to go to school all day. Yeah, he was still in high school, I imagine. Yeah. Okay. And that's when they went online, and everybody, I think, skyrocketed kind of in Fortnite ability. Gotcha, gotcha. And so you said back then, so you think he's better now? Oh, dude, he's worlds better than me now. Like, I'll I'll even admit it. You know, for a while, I was like, it was, I was kind of like not placing as much as him when he ended up like trioing with Aspect and Kaz, and you know, they did really well. And the only trio I guess I ever did well with was Jason Knifer. But before that, um, I didn't like really do well in trios, but I would always tell him like, dude, you're just getting lucky. Like I would, I almost <laughs> like had to like check his ego, you know, to make sure he was staying humble and stuff. Hey, it's a little bro. You can't be letting him get that one up on you. I know, right? Uh, can't, let him, can't let it at all. Can't that's good that though up. that now like at least you recognize how good he is because he is an absolute demon. Yeah. Yeah, no, he definitely is. And, you know, when my parents, you know, they'll call me because they know, like, <laughs> it's funny. They know I don't play, I guess, like, he'll play, like, all the performance events and stuff, and I won't. And they'll, instead of, like, we taught them how to check Fortnite track or whatever. Sometimes instead of that, my dad will call me. He'll be like, how's, how's Kyle doing? Stuff like that. It's just funny because they know, like, he's always playing in the finals and stuff. And I'm not guaranteed in the finals, I guess, like he is. Yeah. And... Well, you could probably help bridge that gap for him because it's a little easier for you to be like, hey, you know, I've been doing this and uh, your little brother's actually really good. We should should let him play. Um, mm-hmm. And speaking of, you brought up your parents. Have you, like, are they supportive of this whole thing? Was it hesitant at first or from the beginning it just been, hey, do whatever you want? I guess I was kind of lucky because most people's parents, you know, are kind of, I don't know. They, they, you know, most people think, and obviously education is very important, but that's like the first, I guess, main topic of discussion with it. Right. Is like, you know, focusing on education instead of focusing on a video game or streaming or something like that. But my dad was always one to, you know, even when I played college baseball, he just always told me like, do what you like, do what you love and then just keep doing it. And we, at the start, our dad was pretty supportive of it because he knew that me and Kyle, if we if we worked hard enough at it, and he knew we did because we would just like, I mean, we would constantly bug him about how good we were getting. And I think he was getting annoyed, but <laughs> he would he would constantly support us and stuff. My mom was the, you know, I guess the, the, let me, let me put it this way. The, um, oh man, it's on the tip of my tongue. Sorry. You're good. The more like, I guess, thinking, thinking it through for the future, right? focusing on education, focusing on Kyle getting into a good college, stuff like that, and making sure I go on and stuff. But it wasn't really until, I guess, when we got second place in duos that my mom was really like, okay, like, these guys actually have a future in this. Okay. You guys played together? Yeah, we played on the console duos. And I think it was the first duo FNCS. We got second on that. That's back when they were still split, right? Yeah, that's when they were split. The good okay. days. Two little console demons. Well, I guess you guys aren't <laughs> little, but two console guys just dominating. I like yeah. it. Yeah. No, but it wasn't until and it, I I don't know if part of it was my mom seeing that, you know, that money come in and that stuff or if it was just us showing that hey, we can get second in a major tournament, like let us keep 
pursuing this. I don't, I, I never really asked her. I'm kind of curious. I think I'm going to ask her now. Yeah, go for it. It never hurts. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. My parents were very similar when I was growing up. Like, never know you can't play video games, but you're going to go to school, you're going to go to college, figure all that out. Um, and then now it's completely different because I'm a grown-ass man uh, <laughs> doing this, but it's just really interesting to see and hear how everyone's parents react and the, the variety behind it. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of variety. So back to, I guess we, we can skip ahead to console duos, right? Where you guys came yeah. second place. Was that one of the first times where you really thought you could become a professional player or did it happen earlier than that? Um, I guess like, I'm I'm a pretty realistic person with, you know, I maybe maybe I undersell myself sometimes and you know, I, I it's just to like I guess keep myself humble and if you do well on something I've I've always been that way, but it was, it definitely was the console that like made I guess the dream of moving to Virginia possible because that was the initial dream for us was to move out to zero ping because we lived in Illinois and it was, you know, 55 ping on console. It was brutal. Jeez. So it wasn't until that, like, we were talking to our parents about it but even before console and we were like, hey, if we get top five, like, this is what we want to do. Like, so that was, I guess, like, our deal with our parents. If we get top five, we're allowed to go on zero ping for two, three months. And it, 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 it you know, we ended up getting second, which was awesome. And they agreed to it. Um, it was still during the school year, so I was still taking online classes, and I think, you know, during that COVID year, all schools were online for the whole year. So my parents were okay with us going out here and, you know, fishy doing online school, which was awesome. At, at first, my mom definitely, you know, wasn't, I guess, the biggest fan of it, but my dad definitely talked her into it. And that was like the original dream was to move out here, and we ended up doing it. And I'm so happy we did because that's when everybody like learned the name Who Fishy, I guess. Like that was the solo FNCS season and all the solo dream hacks. And that's where he really made a name for himself with his montages. And it was just, it was so cool to see like what we kind of envisioned happen, you know? Right. Yeah. I can was, remember awesome. that like the specific moment, it was an end game and just, I remember watching Who Fishy, and he's just dropping down and slaying everyone. I think he got second. He didn't wind up winning that game. But yeah. that, to me, is like, oh, my God, this kid is amazing at this game. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, was, it was good. Until then, there wasn't really that great controller player. Mm -hmm. Well, there was, like, unknown at the time, but he was yeah. starting to kind of fade. And it was cool to see your brother rise up and do super well. Yeah, no, it definitely was. And I was I, the happiest that I was for him was that before that he was kind of, I, w I was a little bit behind him in that meta. And like, now I'll admit it, you know, <laughs> I was, I was definitely not the player he was, but we were still playing duos and trios at the time. And he just, he never, I, I knew he was destined to be great at the game. And that was like the one thing that really opened up, I guess, like the teammate gateway, you know, people were understanding he's good at the game and like it allowed him to play with aspect and Kaz and all, all that, you know, stuff that comes with getting to that, I guess, next level or like, you know, moving up the tier, I guess you could say as a pro, right? Right. So that That's what I was like more happy with. Like I was happy he was doing well in Souls, but I knew that, you know, 
he can keep playing this game for a while and be good at it for a while. And it just opened the door to, you know, a great trio for him. It's cool to hear. I love how supportive you are of your brother. Well, I, I think we're the same way. We we were pretty close growing up. Okay. That four, He's, uh, four wait, what did you say? Four-year age gap? Because you said you're both sophomores, one in college, one in high school. Yeah. Okay. Four-year age gap. But he, dude, he's always been like, have you ever, I don't know, how tall are you? Uh, I am average height. I'm like 5'9". Okay. Okay. He was always the the giant growing up. So he was the same size as me, which made it fun, like, you know, playing sports and stuff because I could actually go, you know, a little bit more hard on him. And I think that's kind of like where we created our bond was through sports and just doing a lot of stuff together. That's cool, man. I'm glad you guys have that relationship. Yeah. Now, you yourself, you seem to kind of fade away from the professional player into like a more general content. Um, is Am I right in saying that? You are, you are correct. You are definitely correct. Now, what's driven that and how, like, how's it going? I Dude, honestly, it's it's actually going really well. It's going about how I thought it would go because I knew... You know, when you when you stream, I guess, a lot of competitive events and that's your main fan base. It's it's when you stop playing competitive, it's kind of hard to keep those viewers and, you know, be I guess be able to support yourself, you know, if just off Twitch or whatever. Um, but the initial decision, I guess, was decided because I'm not going to lie. It was because of the new chapter. I hated the first season of this chapter. OK, like, what specifically? Stinger. smgs dude yes they were it was just like that in a mix of i've always had like i don't know i've always had a a hard time i guess finding a duo that i really enjoyed playing with or could do well with or i guess trio in that sense until i found hero um after that season but before that it was always hard for me to like find a teammate that i wanted to play with that i wanted to grind with and I don't know what it was. I would, you know, DM some other pros and stuff. And you know how pros can be. Sometimes they don't respond. Sometimes they do. Everyone already has a duo, stuff like that. And it was just kind of like a mix up of that and just not liking the season. That kind of just like forced me out of that season. And I kind of just like took a step back. And I was like, if I want to continue doing this, I need to like, you know, continue streaming every day and make sure I'm trying to pump out as much content as I can. And then I thought, you know, it was the start of the new year. And that's when I kind of started the fitness, I guess, you know, section of my Twitter that I post and all that stuff. Okay. I can respect that. And you've made some pretty significant, well, gains, I guess, losses either way, however you want to talk about it, but you've lost (laughs) a lot of weight just doing this and publicly. And you're not shy about who the size you were or anything like that, which is really awesome because I think it's super motivational to anyone else just Mm -hmm. looking and seeing what you post because you're not giving that Instagram model style of photos, which I really appreciate you doing. Is there any reason behind that? I've just always like wanted to keep it real. I, I, I guess that's the best way to put it. I want to try and help other people, because I've always thought like if somebody were to like post about fitness that I, you know, looked up to or something like that, maybe it would trigger a thought in my mind back in the past when I was gaining weight, like, hey, it's time to, you know, pick it up a little bit. Time to hit the gym, it's time to start eating better. So from the start I was just 
thinking like if I show people I can do it, like they can do it too. And that's just like, I guess, been the mindset through it all is just trying to help inspire other people to make a change in their lives, whether or not they want to. But obviously, you know, they're going to want to have to and actually commit to it if they make a change. But just that, I guess, inspire that initial thought and just be like a positive part of the community, I guess. I love that. Has that happened? Like, has anyone reached out to you and been like, you don't have to name names, but been like, yo, I saw you doing this and now I'm on my own grind? It's actually, I. it's probably more than you would think. I, I definitely get a lot of DMs um, about routines, about eating better. If I had to like put numbers to it, I would say I've probably talked to or helped like over like 500 people now. Holy. Yeah, so it's... You know, I, I try and respond to all the DMs and stuff. And because I, you know, if, if I respond to somebody, let's say they do look up to me, maybe that is the, you know, factor between them actually making a change and them not making a change. It's really wholesome and awesome. Um, <laughs> it's 500 people. Like, you got to realize that's about 120 people over the past six months. Every yeah. month. Yeah. really that is phenomenal good for you man thanks um and you know the the best part about it is honestly seeing people who i've i guess like either said a little bit of advice to or really help them and they come back to me like three to four months down the road and like you know they're they're just like so much happier now and they made the change and you know they either gained the weight or lost the weight or did what they said they wanted to do and seeing them like happy about it and wanting it to share with me, like it just makes me want to do it even more, you know? Hell yeah. It's definitely, it's a little both ways. I, I know you're not being like selfish about it, but there is some that self gratification after you've helped someone. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, cool. And outside, I, I guess we'll, we'll jump back to Fortnite for a little bit. And yeah. you are now the the dictator of probably one of the more successful scrims in the region uh how how does it feel to be hosting scrims and you have to get some wild dms from that oh it's crazy no it's (laughs) it's it's pretty crazy you you saw my name in the discord right yeah yeah i had to change it to do not dm because i was just getting so many dms and you know, it's it's kind of, I, I would say the hardest part of running the scrims is having to deal with all of the immaturity of, you know, some of the Fortnite kids are a little bit younger, opens players, they haven't been around the block a little bit, so they don't really know how games work. And you, you know how some Twitch viewers can be too, when they're kids. I've been in your chat before, I know. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, um, but it, it feels good, you know, it feels good to kind of just put on scrims for people. I remember when I, when we first started it, I, it was just a random thought and I texted in one of like the discords I was in one of the friend groups. And I was like, does anyone like want to start scrims in the morning? Like I'm live every morning. Arena was getting boring at the time. I forget what season it was, but I think it was like nine months ago or maybe a year ago and scented, you know, responded to it. He's like, dude, let's make it. It's called, or I, maybe I came up with sense. I don't remember, but that's kind of how it started. And then we, we ended it for a while just because like kids were in school and it, it was kind of like getting a little bit inactive and we thought we'd bring it back for the summer. And I remember talking to Manu, like if we can host it all day. And I think 
he was telling me the amount of hours of scrims that he helps with in the day. It's like 14 hours a day. My goodness. Of scrims. So the sun sticks start at 10 and then sometimes, you know, bank will host until six or somebody else will. And then Manu's got the vital and the vital after hours and all that. It's kind of crazy. And why? I'm more, I'm more happy to like give out the practice, I guess, than anything. Why in the morning? You're always posted about how you're saving sleep schedules. Why, why are you hosting scrims in the morning? Because, I don't know. I, I don't think the nocturnal sleep schedule is good for people. Like I just, it, I don't, I know some people can function on it and don't get me wrong, like props to those people, but I've never been somebody to like be as productive as I can be from personal experience. If I had that nocturnal sleep schedule and I had it one time when I first moved out to Virginia and I, I definitely, definitely want to wake up earlier. So I try and do it when I usually stream, which is in the morning. And we kind of just do it in the morning ever since, ever since we started in the morning. All right, sweet. I'm the same way. Uh, I got on that terrible, like, going to bed at 3 or 4 a.m. every day and yeah. waking up at noon. It's just not for me as well. So I, I feel you on that one. I'm appreciative, at least for the past two weeks, especially uh, during the preseason. Those scrims have been awesome. I've really enjoyed playing those because more often than not, there's no issues. And it's been a lot better than my experience in other discords. Hell yeah. Well, I, dude, I love when you play them. I watched you eliminate that player the other day with the <laughs> AR. You, you, oh my God, man. You sprayed the shit out of him. <laughs> trying my best, man. I, I want to be a competent player. Absolutely. Um, all right. And now, do you plan on playing comp this season? Like, you, you've been scrimming. You should at least play solos. Watching you oh, play, yeah. you know what you're doing. Yeah, I'm gonna play this season. Okay. I'm telling people it's my it's my season. That's what I've been saying. But I don't know if it's true or not. I guess we'll see. Nah, you, you gotta buy in. <laughs> Leave that last part out. You know it's true. <laughs> but I mean, I was thinking, you know, I, I didn't going into the season, I guess, I didn't know if I wanted to play or not. But since we started the Sun Sticks back in, like I'm already playing four to six hours of scrims today. I might as well play, you know, and see if we got one more season left in us. One hundred percent. Do you have a duo? Yeah, I'm playing with uh, Hero again, the Hero. same guy I played last FNCS with. Okay, I like that. The continuity, it definitely helps. Definitely. Um, Building that cam up. Hell yeah. Is there any, any game plans, like anything that you think is going to help you guys or you're just going to continue to play a bunch? Where are, we, where are we at with that? I'm happy he's back from, he took like a week vacation after uh, graduating high school and he's back now, so we're ready to, Grind some of the sense sticks. I'm excited for that, and probably play some of the vital scrims, and then you know, kind of just figure out a drop spot. We actually ended, <laughs> we landed at the boat last season, like that was our drop spot. It was fifty fifty-ing the boat, like the one that goes randomly around the map. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you you can do better than that this season. I know, it, dude. Oh my god, I was so upset. We only got like, I think we were like seventy or maybe eightieth on the heats leader, so we were like right there. We just choked week three. Dang. So close. Yeah. All good, though. Yeah, you got it. I believe in yeah. you. With how much Thank you're you. playing. Um, Now, I do have a question for you because you brought up your drop spot was the boat. I would assume it's probably not going to be that this season. Please don't have it be that this season. <laughs> but you're also not necessarily practicing off spawn in your own scrims. Yeah. Do you think that's going to affect you and, like, how do you plan on playing around that? Okay, the only reason 
I don't think it'll affect me is because anytime I really focus on a drop spot and I would say it only takes me about a week and a half or two weeks to learn that drop spot, like fully learn it, you know, Mm. um, anytime I need help with it, I, I pretty much just ask my brother (laughs) and he helps me figure out a strat for the POI that we win most of the time. Okay. So I guess I have like a hidden resource in him when we pick a drop spot and, you know, he'll help us out or other people could help us out. But that's why I'm not like as concerned. I, I know a lot of people come in, you know, me and Fishy are maybe miss swinging a pickaxe every now and again off spawn in the sun six. <laughs> nah. Nah. That doesn't Couldn't happen. Be us. <laughs> if, we, if we were talking, you know, um, just the rave cave off spawn, I just go there just because... We, o- we always made it easier for all the streamers to play together. If you just have one on con POI, everybody gets to play the end game. Everybody gets the viewers. You know, it's just kind of the smartest way, I guess, to um, keep people in the stream the longest, if that makes sense, for hosting the scrims. Oh, 100%. And for yeah. you, just to play, like, you don't want to sit there and watch. So yeah, you might as well eliminate one piece of potentially being conned off spawn by half the lobby. Because yeah. they're like, oh, I want to, I want to get sticks this game. <laughs> no, I'm definitely, definitely happy that we started doing that, and it's just, it's made life a little bit easier, you know, like you said. Yeah, I'm gonna need chonkers on con the rest of these days. Dude, I can get you. What do you want? You tell me. <laughs> I'll get you chonkers whenever you want it. Nah, nah. I, I, I typically go splits and stuff. I'm not, not a guy that's trying to fight off spawn. <laughs> Neither am I. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. All right. And so what's what's the whole plan for going back to the content, right? You're switching more to a content creator. I've seen various things on your YouTube. You kind yeah. of done a little bit of everything. Is there a plan moving forward? So for for the YouTube, um, you know, I'm very thankful for Fusion for providing me a content manager in heaven. He's a great dude. Okay. And we're starting to kind of get ahead of schedule on a lot of videos. We, you know, we filmed a couple, so there's definitely a plan moving forward. Before, um, I guess I, you know, signed a fusion. I didn't really have much. I, I didn't really know what was going on. You know, I was kind of just streaming, and that's kind of when I quit Fortnite competitively for that one season. And just for like a two, three month period, I kind of just had like a dry streak on YouTube, and I was just kind of like, you know. I don't want to make videos. I just want to stream, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, that's not you know the way to grow. That's terrible advice. Don't do that <laughs> if you're trying to grow. Simply make YouTube videos. But it, it was kind of, you know, maybe I was getting burnt out of it, and I kind of just took a little break. But I'm happy to be back now, happy to be recording. I kind of forgot how much I enjoy recording and just, you know, talking to people, meeting new people. It's all, it's all coming back now. Nice. Yeah, I feel that. It, it's like a, a wave, at least in my opinion, doing content you you get those high peaks where you're like oh i could record 70 videos today and then the next day you wake up like i don't want to look at my computer yes yes i know exactly what you're talking about i Um, agree and fusion now has a, a content manager for you and you went from being on oa for the longest time to now fusion first of all if you know Sounds like you had a great relationship, or at least from the outside looking in. With OA, how was that? And then how has your new org been with Fusion? Yeah, OA um, was... Sorry for that voice crack. I don't know how I'm 22 in voice cracking. Unacceptable. 
<laughs> get this guy out of here. Yeah, we're done. All right, see you. <laughs> nah, continue, sorry. No, nah, but uh, OA was the first team um, that signed me and Fishy. And I, you know, had a great relationship with those guys. They're all awesome people. Politicos, Justin, Truzo, a bunch of them. All just, you know, really genuine dudes. And it was it was just a mutual relationship of, you know, respecting each other um, while having a nice friendship. And I, it was it was really good for a long time. And, you know, kind of at the end of it, it was just it was time to part ways. You know, it's just how some of the some of the things go. But I love all those guys and it was a good time. But I'm definitely very, very happy um, with, you know, how the first, I guess, month and a half, two months of fusion has gone. Well, and you guys have like a cluster of you in Virginia, it seems like, because it was your announcement and Edgy's where I was like, oh, crap. I didn't realize so many of those guys were right near each other's that kind of changed the way you've been able to do Fortnite as far as like with the org or I, I don't like being on being living in Virginia. You say, yeah. Um, you know, it kind of, it, it was cool because I was able to, you know, film obviously my announcement video at the fusion house and, you know, be able to meet some of the guys there. I was already friends with a couple of them before like bully, um, their videographer bound. I was friends with him too. Still am. And like Slam was living there at the time. So it was, it was cool knowing that like, you know, I guess if we're all pretty good friends out here in Virginia for the most part, for a lot of the pros that I love out here. So I guess like it hasn't really changed anything org side, but just like having IRL friends out here now that, you know, we've met IRL and we hang out with each other. It, it's a lot nicer than, if we were to have to, you know, live on our own, I guess. I feel that. That's, that's yeah. awesome that you guys have that little ecosystem. Yeah. Um, that's a good word to put to it. I got you. I'm here for the words. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can you talk to, because if you look at Twitter, for example, there's like a lot of beef that happens. Like most recently you see Kanata and Giannis going back and forth on Twitter and, then and yeah. it looks like they're actually fine. Can you talk about, you know, that relationship that Fortnite players kind of have together? Because it sounds like you have a good relationship with a lot of different players that are now your friends, just not even in the game, but outside as well. Uh, can you just share a little more about how you, how you see that? Yeah. Um, I don't know if all pros see it the way I do, but I kind of look at, Everybody, you know, in the pro scene or even just general Fortnite streamers, people I play with, stuff like that. Like, I view everyone, like, as a peer to myself. And we're all trying to accomplish the same thing. So, I, I, and I'm a pretty, pretty upbeat and positive guy. So, I've never been, like, negative at all. And I don't really understand the beef. But I can see, like, where it's coming from when somebody is really, really competitive and really wants to win. You know, I think that's kind of what drives a lot of the beef is that will to win. I I think so. Yeah. I don't know. No, nah, I would agree. Most yeah. people just, and it's easy when it's like, ah, screw this kid. Like he just landed on me. Yeah. Um, and then you post a tweet and then you may or may not regret it a little bit later. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Some people definitely take it a little bit too far. And, you know, I guess depending on how are they, how they are as a person if they're really defensive or not you know it kind of changes 
Yeah, no one's beefing with you or who fishy, so I think you're good. Yeah, they better not beef. <laughs> <laughs> um, now what's next for you? What's kind of the game plan as far as content, Fortnite? Where you seem like a goal-oriented person, I don't want to put those words in your mouth. Um, but do you have goals set for yourself, and if so, what are they? Yeah, no, I definitely have. Um, I'm one of those people who actually like writes down goals on New Year's and try. You know, I've been pretty successful in the past, I guess, of sticking to them. And I'm a very now disciplined person, um, so that definitely helps with the goals part of it. But uh, I guess like my content goals would just be find something maybe outside of Fortnite, maybe in Fortnite that I just really enjoy filming and really enjoy making YouTube videos with something that, you know, I'm going to sleep thinking, Hey, I get to film this tomorrow. And I, I don't know if I've necessarily expanded into, well, it's impossible to expand into every form of content, obviously, but I'm still trying to find that. And, you know, heaven's trying to work with me in different ways on doing that. But that's probably the goal for the, you know, YouTube content side for streaming. I just want to keep hosting the send sticks all summer. That's the main goal is to not get burnt out of that because it definitely gets, you know, I get a headache half the days after. <laughs> uh, take the days you need, my man. Dude, for real. And I've been, I've, you know, I've taken a couple, which is good. But I would say I definitely separate my professional goals from, you know, personal goals or fitness goals. I, I keep them in different categories. And I like to have like, one or two major goals for the year and then set pretty unrealistic time frames for like goals that are really hard to get because I feel like it makes me work harder towards it. Okay. Can you share what what are your one to two unrealistic goals for this year? So I I guess it's becoming more realistic, but I started this year, you know, at three hundred and eleven pounds or whatever I started at. My one unrealistic goal for for my like I guess you could call it my fitness category was to just drop to like 235. And I weighed in currently at like 251 the other day. So what was once like seeing it as unrealistic for myself, it's kind of turned into halfway through the year, you know, I'm actually going to do this. And it's cool to see that. It is. that That's incredible to drop over 50 pounds and now you still have six months to drop another 30 if you want to. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, man. Uh, is there anyone that has inspired you, whether it be within Fortnite, on your fitness journey, just in life, someone you look up to that has helped you get to where you are today? Yeah. Um, you know, I could, I could say my brother, but I'm not going to say my brother. Uh, I'll say one of my main you know, role models. And it's not even in Fortnite. It's in fitness, actually. I don't know if you follow or have ever seen, like, the world's strongest man. You, you know those guys? Yeah, I, I know. I'm not well-versed, but I, I know who those that competition is. Okay, yeah. Um, so the two people from that, I guess, sport that really inspired me would be Eddie Hall and Brian Shaw. And they're, you know, Brian Shaw was four times world's strongest man. Eddie Hall won it. And I really enjoyed his YouTube videos. So I would watch them and I just watched them put up some crazy amount of weight. And I always thought, I don't know why, but I've always thought strength is just really cool. And it's something I've always wanted to get into the older I got. 
and seeing those guys just put up that weight and seeing, you know, all their old videos and how hard they work and, you know, eating 12,000 calories a day for 10 years straight to get as strong as they're, it's, it's just crazy. And I love how disciplined they are with everything. So they're definitely two of my biggest role models. Now is Styx the bodybuilder going to be Styx <laughs> world's strongest man soon? Is that going to gonna be coming? See, I don't know. I, I If I wanted to do it, I would have probably stayed a little bit, definitely like 30 pounds heavier than I am right now on purpose just to be able to like hold the heavier weight and, you know, because, you know, mass moves mass, obviously. Right. So the heavier you are, the easier it is to lift heavier things. And I probably just would have stayed a little heavier, but I'm kind of just trying to get back to the like college baseball body, I guess I had. That's the goal physique right now. So just being that, that big intimidating catcher behind the plate yeah pretty much love it uh and one thing you've mentioned several times is discipline um yeah you said that you've gotten better at being disciplined you you like the the discipline of the uh world's strongest men that you look up to what has discipline meant for you as you've gone through both uh college baseball professional Fortnite, and now your fitness journey because those are all different in their own right but also require discipline to be good at like how do you stay disciplined and do you do you think they've all come together or they're different Ooh, that's a really good question i i would say they're all they all have similarities in terms of like you know i guess spending as much time as you possibly can to improve at something you know, that's pretty similar in all of them, but they're different in regards to like what you have to do, obviously, like for playing Fortnite, it was just, I guess, playing as much as you can physically handle before you have to fall asleep and wake up at 6am for an 8am class or something. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, and, you know, in, in baseball, it was just making sure you were in good shape, you were healthy, you were taking care of yourself, as well as performing on the field, you know. I, I really think baseball taught me most of my discipline, if not all of it. And being able to tell myself, hey, like we're going to go throw and stretch for 30 minutes after and then run four miles. Like being able to tell yourself to do that and then going to do it. Like I remember the feeling back in the day was like, man, like I'm actually doing this. You know, I'm actually getting better. I'm seeing improvement. And that's kind of where I started to understand that the more you do something, even if it's boring, you know, you're just going to naturally get good at it the more you do it. Makes a lot of sense. That was yeah. a great response. Um, is there something that keeps you disciplined now? Because it could be very easy. I know from personal experience, like I used to work out almost three, four days a week in college and right after. And then for probably three to four years, I, I fell out and was just kind of living life right you're not really going anywhere you're just coasting along and right. for me what drove my own discipline is wanting not if i'm being honest with you not to yeah. have to go back to a desk job because that sucked i'm yeah. a, i'm uh i'm gonna be honest with you don't don't take for granted what you got here, bro. But that's what drives my discipline. So I'm interested to to know 
what is behind yours. It's kind of what drives mine too. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Have you ever had a desk job? I've never had a desk job. So I guess it's, I don't want to go have a nine to five, you know, I want to be able to create content, make people happy, all that stuff and not have to worry. I guess like the older you get, you know, finances become a real thing. Don't have to like, you know, worry about, like you said, going to a nine to five job and not being able to just do what you love, you know, cause I really do love streaming. That's awesome, man. I think yeah. that's a, a great place to end. So I'm going to leave it at that. I do have two questions for you before we end yeah. this one, yeah. your favorite Fortnite's uh, skin of all time. Ooh, it's definitely the Lux. The Lux. Okay. Mm-hmm. The golden, the golden Lux. That nice. was my skin for a while. Everyone knew that was me. All right, and question number two is where can people find you? Uh, you can find me over at twitch.tv slash sticks. I'm sticksfn on Twitter, and rest in peace to the verified badge on that. You see that guy yoinked for me? Oh, I did not. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, it's okay. It's only just a, a random check mark that is yeah. subliminal. No, now I'm a nobody. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Big just nobody. Kidding. Thank you. Uh, thank you for, no, but, for being on the yeah. podcast, man. I really appreciate it. Of course. And thanks for having me. For you guys at home, thank you so much for watching. If you have, well, I guess listening, if you have any complaints, uh, take them to me, Somebody's Gun on Twitter. Uh, if you have positive things to say, I'll take that too. But thank you so much, and we will see you guys next time.